How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about. Basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Chucky's coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV, 910 The Fan in Richmond. And we're streaming live in the Odyssey app. Also on the TV side on the Monumental Sports Network. Yes, Richie. Brought to you by Crop Metcalf, official heating and cooling company of the junks. Love them. Looking to be their next five-star HVAC technician or plumber? Just visit CropMetcalf.com and you can join their team. Joining us right now is our pal Kevin McCarthy, entertainment reporter for Fox 5. Good morning, Kevin. Hey. Hey, um, good morning to you guys. You keep uh, sleeping on Brock Purdy. You just keep sleeping on him. <laughs> it's time to Brock and roll all night and Purdy every day. It's oh, Chris that's Berman's so bad. <laughs> oh, dude, that's one of Chris Berman's best jokes ever. Are you oh, kidding me? That was brilliant. <laughs> Do you have, have any idea how brilliant that is, Cakes? You're, I mean, you, you understand you're 25 years late to his nickname party, right? You're, I know, okay. I know. It, Do you want so my favorite funny. Chris Bermanism? What? So there used to be a baseball player named Odeby McDowell. Oh, yeah. What do you think Berman called him? Odeby McDowell. Oh, wow. I don't know. I'm, I, 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 he doesn't I know. I don't, Odeby Young, Young again. again. McDowell. I, he had some great ones. Never hit me. Never again. Odeby Young again. Silly. See, I don't have Berman's br- uh, brilliant brain. Where are, you watching, where are you watching the game? Well, I was going to ask you guys because uh, I'm having I'm having a little bit of a Super Bowl party. And nice. I was, I was I was thinking that uh, Jason, Eric, I'll meet Kate, you there. I'll meet you there. Sure. Tell yeah, me know, what time know, to be there. I know you will. Uh, actually, I'm having Drab over. Drab's coming over. Mm-hmm. Uh, CK's coming over. Shorts is coming over. You guys should join. Man, all the having, luminaries. You're having like old Fairfax reunion. I like it. Stick circle. Yeah. You guys can all do shtick during the game. Hey, how far do you? Li- how far away from the Reston Town Center do you live? Dude, I can walk to Reston Town Center. Jason, oh, you're right you there. should come over sometime. And, and I'm going there tonight. Are, are you I'm going to dinner at Open Road Distillery right there in Reston Town Center? Yep. You're Love trying to get home. Come over and say hi to your boy. I mean, he's a good friend of mine. What am I, mm. What'd you say? Come over and say hi to your boy. All right, just give me your address. Maybe I will. Seriously, seriously. Am I going to have to pay you an appearance fee to show up at my apartment? <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> we, those are few and far between, and I just want to see. I just want to see where you live. Where's Kev, is Kevin in a condo or townhouse? What I'm is he? I'm guessing. I don't know. Where are you in, Kev? I'm, I'm in an apartment in Reston. Pe- pe- people sleep People sleep on Reston so much. I actually hate people Reston. sleep. <laughs> Why do you hate Reston? My daughter you- does training there two days a week in this Asian lady's house. Yeah, and it's the middle of nowhere. And it's for an hour. He doesn't. He's a, he. There's, there's nowhere for him to go. I mean, it, it, Reston sucks. It actually doesn't. But <laughs> why don't you just go to the town center? It's 
Good like, Uncle Julio's. Because it's too far away. It's and like 12 to... minutes away. Right. Is it 12 minutes oh. there, 12 minutes back? You because you're suck. only there 30 minutes. It just is nothing to do. So he just sits there out in front of the house no. and just sits there I in went to car. a car. Su- I found a subway. <laughs> I went to a subway that was only about seven minutes away. Right. There's nothing there. I mean, Reston sucks. But there's all kinds. Are you kidding me? The town Reston center, there's a, a million ton. places to I've go. been to the town center. The town center, I mean. Uh, uh, you haven't I, been there in a while. I was just there. A month ago. All right. Well, there's tons Eric, of places to go. He's in, in his box. I mean, yeah. I, I, Rustin's yeah, pretty Eric, nice, in my opinion. It is. But nice. Eric, hey, an amazing, Eric has an amazing life, but he always sounds so miserable. Yeah. <laughs> I, do exactly. ama- I actually do have an amazing life. Uh, uh, Kevin. Amazing life, dude. I agree with that. Kevin, let's get to some movies because we All haven't right, had yeah. you on in a while. Um, mm. What is worth seeing, whether it's streaming or at the theaters? Well, I just want to watch McCaffrey and Pacheco this weekend. That's, what, that's all I'm into. Um, this is, this gonna, I'm all I'm all psyched. Um, no, in, in terms of uh, movies, I mean, listen, this is definitely a slower time um, right now for films. I think I was telling someone this the other day, and this, I know this is you know minutia in terms of the movie business, but when the strike happened last year, I mean, there was like a four month period. Obviously, everybody knows where Hollywood went on strike, and you know the actors weren't working and they weren't making films and they weren't doing press and things like that. But the issue was all the films that were made prior to that were still coming out, so there was never a lull. I felt in the in in terms of like the actual releasing of movies and TV shows because everything that was shot prior to the strike was still able to come out. So we had a healthy business of movies and shows and no one really kind of felt the effects of the, of the strike and people not working. Um, And now I think it's starting to get to that point. Again, I'm not, you know, I can't be a hundred percent certain, but there's a, it feels like there's a lull right now in terms of like great, major productions that are coming out. I mean, like next week is the Bob Marley movie and there's going to be a movie called Madam Web coming out next week. But the next really huge anticipated film is not until March 1st with Dune Part 2. Um, so this week in general, like this week is the Super Bowl. So like there's only like one major film opening up, which is called Lisa Frankenstein, which I know, Eric, uh, I think you have tickets for tonight for it. <laughs> um, and this is the, this is like a modern uh, uh, fun take on uh, the Frankenstein story. It's written by Diablo Cody, but you now Diablo Cody's great. She did Juno, uh, Jennifer's Body, fantastic uh, writer. But the person who directed this movie is 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 incredible. Her name is Zelda Williams. It's Robin Williams' daughter. Hmm. So Robin Williams' daughter is a um, made a you know been a short uh, a filmmaker in short films <laughs> for a while. This is her feature film debut, and so. It's just a Frankenstein story, but it's but it's you know it's new. It's Cole Sprouse, Catherine Newton. I, I enjoyed it. You guys would not like it. Um, it you know it, it's you know it's it's a there's a horror aspect to it and comedy aspect to it. Um, but you know I thought it was fun. Um, so I gave that movie a four out of five. But outside you guys, that's not right. Anything you guys would be interested? in, I don't think. No offense, I just don't think y'all would like and it. And Kevin, also, um, I'm guessing like during Super Bowl weekend, that's just like a dump zone for. The, the studios, you're not going to put a huge movie out uh, during Super Bowl weekend. That doesn't yeah, make any I, sense. It, yeah, and it's a good point. I mean, I, I don't know because there is counter-programming, but I think this particular Super Bowl, I think is, you know, you know considering Casey and, 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 and then the legacy franchise with, with the Niners, I think there's just, this is like a, this is this this game is, is all, is, is worldwide. I mean, the Super Bowl always is worldwide, but these teams are like, huge in the country not just in their individual markets and in their individual states and so i think it's 
I think it's fascinating, like, in particular, obviously, with the Usher aspect of it as well. I mean, this weekend, I mean, obviously, the movie studios would never have known releasing movies that who's going to be in the Super Bowl. But, yeah, you're right, Cakes. I don't think that you want to go up against, especially this weekend. Uh, this is this is definitely going to be a, you know, a huge one. It might be one of the biggest ever in terms of uh, audience, um, I mean, in the modern age. But, uh, yeah, I do, I, do, I do think that, you know, that's why it's a little slow right now. So the only, only other movie you guys missed when we for review is the movie Argyle. But in terms of, like, wasting oh, a bunch Devin, of time with it. I've seen yeah. that, pre- that trailer a couple times. It looks like some of the worst drivel ever put together Argyle? on a movie screen. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. So, okay, <clears throat> Cakes brings up a good point. This movie bombed. The trailers weren't great. It's a $200 million film. Oh. It doesn't look like a $200 million film, which is insane. I mean, you hear Cakes laughing because the CGI and the trailers was awful. Um, and, dude, what's crazy about that, Cakes, is Argyle costs double the amount of Oppenheimer. And you think about, like, the star power that are in each and how each look visually and you just tell me which one, which one looks better, and one of them's half the price, um, Oppenheimer. But in terms of Argyle, before we get to the plot of this, Jason, everybody that's in this, that's listening to the show, if I pitch this to you as to who this movie is coming from and the cast that it's in, it, it sounds like a home run. Because the guy who directed this, this is the guy who produced like Snatch and Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. He directed Kick Ass. He directed Kingsman. He directed. Um, he directed he, uh, X Men First Class. He, he's a his name is Matthew Vaughn. He's a really really good director, um, and he kind of came up with the Guy Ritchie world. So it's, and Layer Cake was his big breakout. You guys ever see Layer Cake with, uh, no. with Daniel Craig? No. Chance. No, no, no. Excellent movie. I think we're anyway, see Layer just, Cake. Just no chance that ever happened. <laughs> All right, who's in well, this? Uh, it's great. It's Henry Cavill, Sam Rockwell, Samuel L. Jackson, John Cena, Ariana DeBose. Uh, I mean, Sam Rockwell alone to me, and and it's a spy. It's a spy comedy. It's a spy thriller as well. It's essentially about a writer. Um, uh, well, it's a, I don't want to go into too many details about the the plot, but specifically, you're dealing with a, a writer of a book whose 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 uh, spy novels are coming to life in front of her eyes. And it's a cool concept. I mean, it, it, it's fun to watch. I mean, like, there's some great cast members in it. I actually kind of liked it more than a lot of people did. Um, and the cast is great, but yeah, it did. It, it was it, terrible, it right? Yeah. It, Spy it, report. It, it, it bombed. So that's really kind of where we're at right now. I mean, it's not, it's not really the sexiest weekend for a film reviewer to uh, come on a sports show and talk about. Uh, talk about movies. Have you yeah, seen the Dune movie yet? The Dune Two movie yet? I've seen Dune Two. I can't review it. I, I think until a couple weeks. I'll text you. Um, Can you tell me I if think... I would like it or not? He interviewed Just, yes, yes or no? I'll tell you. You'd rather be buried in, underneath the Dune, a Dune than see that. Than go see the night the new is, Dune. Is, is is Zendaya stunning in person? Yeah, yeah, she is, and Zendaya is amazing. Um, so, J- Jason, you're not going to be into the Dune film. Okay. Ba- and, and, and I told you. I, I, All right. I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna. I've, I've decided I'm just gonna. When I come on your show from now, I'm just gonna be flat out honest with each individual with you. I mean, in the sense of like, I'm always honest with my movie reviews, but like, I just know like when if Jason asks me about Dune, I know Jason won't like Dune. So, Jason, right, don't good. watch. Right. Let's be honest. Yeah, that's what I like. Um. Um, but I mean, Dune. I mean, Dune basically is. You know, I don't know if you realize this. Star Wars is is basically Dune. I mean, George Lucas essentially. You know, Dune was written in '65, I think, and then Star Wars came out in '77. People want to say Dune is copying Star Wars, and it's the other way around. 
Um, but in terms of, yeah, the movie itself, it's the most anticipated film uh, coming up. It's going to be huge. To answer JP's question, Zendaya, Zendaya is one of my favorite people to interview. Um, I, I'm telling you, what's cool about Zendaya that I love about Zendaya is that she is a massive film fan. And I think one of, over the years that I've been doing this job, you'd be surprised some of the biggest film nerds that I come across, like Brad Pitt and Zendaya and like Austin Butler, the, all the, like, like just childlike fans of filmmaking. Like I remember Brad Pitt just lighting up talking about cinematography and filmmaking and like being on set and watching directors. And this is one of the biggest stars in the world. So is Zendaya. Zendaya has 250 million followers on Instagram and then you just see her nerding out about cameras and lenses and, and being on set and talking to people. Um, that's what I that's what I take away from Zendaya. I mean, she's stunning. I mean, I can't believe she's 27 already. I mean, uh, man, we're getting I mean, old. It's, it's unbelievable. But, but you know what's cool about Zendaya? And there's a lot of these actors that are coming up that are in this generation that I think Zendaya kind of has like an old soul in the sense of like when I talk to her, I feel like I'm talking to somebody who would like who – has just has been living film history like she knows film history and it's and there's there's some of these younger actors i find to be they're not as fans of the industry and the filmmaking process as some of them are and that's why i say zendaya and austin butler are kind of older souls they feel like they're classic movie stars uh, timothy chalamet some of these guys um, just fascinating they, they love the art form um, and that's kind of what i take away from zendaya um, but yeah, no, I saw the I saw the film. She was paired with uh, Florence Pugh when I talked to her. Another amazing artist. If you guys saw Oppenheimer, she played Jean Tatlock. Um, but I'll yeah, never unsee uh, Midsummer. She also was in that movie. Dude, Midsummer. <laughs> I, I, cakes. I, we've discussed this before. I think I'm going through a Cakes period in my life right now. Like Cakes used to be a massive horror fan, right? Cakes. I mean, I've, I've, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't want to speak. No, you're for correct. You. I mean, I, I still see some horror, but not, you know, I'm not into it like I was, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Is it because, and this is for me, I can't, I can't handle it anymore. I don't want to go to bed with that stuff in my head anymore. Like there, there's a, the opening of Midsommar with the gas. No, it's awful. The, I, I don't ever, ever want to And pushing people that. off the rocks. I mean, it's what? just, you know, it's too Dude, much. I, I told I, by you the way, Kevin, here's, here's why I've backed off on horror, because every, every third movie is is about some sort of like demonic possession it just seems like it's all it's all the same yeah in my opinion and you're not wrong and you're not wrong and 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 listen every time i come on y'all's show i i will fine tune and find a film because i know it's i know all of your tastes but this point by now i like i know that uh that cake's favorite movie of all time is wally and uh, so there's just a lot of different uh ways i can play around with that but but Jason, I'll, yes, I'll find yes. I'll fi- I'll find a movie for you. But I'm telling you guys, I'm going to mention this one more time. Mm. I already told you guys. The last one you sure. told me about, I kind of liked it. Was the one? It's kind of slow, but it's the one about the the kind of the serial killer. What was that guy's name? Um, Anatomy of a no, Anatomy of yeah, a Fall. No, no, not a, oh, that I saw that too. That's slow, but the other one where he was killing oh, people. Oh, the killer. It's the called one the killer. On the one on Netflix. Netflix. The killer. Yeah, the I killer. Called. Yeah. yeah, I get. Yeah. I get. I'm going to mention this one more time. I've mentioned this. On the I show saw before. Anatomy of the Fall too. Okay, Anatomy of the Fall is amazing. Mm. Everybody listening <laughs> to the show right now. I don't know if it's amazing, but okay. All right, what's your rec? The best movie out right now is a movie called The Zone of Interest, and I told you guys about this in the show briefly. 
I've mentioned it on the show already. I'm not going to dive into the details of it again. Um, it is considered to be one of the big front runners this year at the Oscars. But outside well, of that, that's the Nazi movie, the guy that's living right outside the yeah, like one of the death camps. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And I, and I'll just briefly, basically, the whole movie is a, is from the subjective point of view of the Nazis' family, and so they never take you into the camp. So the entire perspective of the film is that you're watching a, 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 a husband, a, a mother, I'm sorry, a husband, a wife, and kids that are living in a home outside of that camp. And it is the most disturbing, uh, unsettling uh, experience that has just stayed with me for over four weeks now, and I have not been able to shake it. And I know that sounds weird. Like I'm, I'm basically saying to you, I will never see this movie ever again, but you should go see it. Um, and I've never seen anything like this before. And apparently the way they shot this thing is unique as well. Jonathan Glazer, who directed it, they had like 10 cameras rolling, and they were, they were hidden. Like they were, they would be like cameras put in different places of the house that the actors could and could not see from what I understand. And the whole point of the film is they're essentially dropping you into a family that is just completely like complacent with what's going on in this horrible, horrible situation. So you have like a, you have a, a father reading bedtime stories to his daughter and outside their window is the camp. It is so Horrifying. We have to be but, hemorrhaging listeners, right? <laughs> yeah. We have to be. <laughs> Kevin's just yeah. been filibustering for <laughs> five, six, seven minutes. Speaking of bedtime right. stories. Yeah, I mean, my eyelids are so heavy. I know. All right, listen. Go McCaffrey. Go Niners. <laughs> right. I, I want them to win. It's going to be awesome. Kyle Shanahan deserves this. Let's just do this. Go. I mean, right. Andy Reid's amazing, but let's just go. Right, Kevin. All right, Kevin. Great job. Have a good Thank week, you, Kevin. Kevin. All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was talking so long. I, th- I actually thought you, I thought you hung up on me. <laughs> there we go. Nice job, Kevin McCarthy, right Fox Five. Mm-hmm. He gives Lisa Frankenstein a four out of five of the movies that are coming out. But he says the best movie to see is the one that sounds uh, just horrifying. It's about the Nazi no interest. concentration <laughs> camp. A, I mean, that's yeah. the easiest thing of the weekend. I mean, he was just filibustering <laughs> the whole thing. He had nothing. I'm sure yeah. I'm going to go see that movie on Super Bowl weekend. Is he uh, an insane person? It is a football Friday driven by your local Honda deal. We'll be getting into the game and more. Got our Junkies Super Parlay coming up at 745. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet uses during times of congestion. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Chucky's coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan on a football Friday driven by your local Honda dealer. We'll get back into the big game, the Super Bowl, a little bit later in the program. Our big game coverage on 106.7 The Fan is presented by (coughs) Solo Stove. Feel the heat of the world's most popular smokeless fire pit, solostove.com. But we wanted to touch on some commander's news. Dan Quinn, who's been doing some interviews. We gotta get him on, Drabby. I know he did he did Hoffman one mm-hmm. day and then he did Chris Russell the next did, day. Did the rooster, yeah. Um, he's probably sick of it, but it would be great to get him. I mean, doing that grass. media blitz. Um so he's been hitting he's been hitting the team nine eighty. Mm-hmm. We gotta get him on one oh six seven to fan. Um he's been assembling his staff. Yep. I don't know if you guys watched the video when he had his the commanders, I mean it was Definitely choreographed and orchestrated. The commanders put out pretty good videos, and it was the first time, at least they made it appear like the first time that he meets his coordinators and it's in his office, and Kingsbury's in there, and um, the defense creator is at Wit. Joe Witt. Witt's in there, and they're all dapping each other up, and they're getting all fired up. So we knew when he did the press conference that he had his offense coordinator and defense coordinator in place. But now he's filling out his staff, and a lot of people are fired up by this. Um, first of all, on the offensive side, they've hired the guy who was the Eagles offensive coordinator for just a season. Now, wow. if you want to be uh, negative, it's Brian Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, they plan to hire him as the offensive pass game coordinator. He was getting head coach sniffs. So if you get him just as part of your yeah, offensive staff. Yeah. I like that. And again, you're you're robbing from division opponents. Yes. He's going to leave there anyway, but he lands here. I like it. I Doesn't think he have a, a great track track record with quarterbacks too? He's starting with even Dak in Mississippi State. Yeah, I think yeah. I read that. Yeah. The 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 cynical side would be is he had one year as the OC in Philadelphia, and they decided to move on. Right. They well, didn't. They thought the de- that they issues. suffered because you know they lost uh, Steichen who was the offensive coordinator the year before. They bring in Brian Johnson, and he's out. So he had kind of an Eric bieniemy like run mm-hmm. with Philadelphia Bieniemy here in Washington. But I mentioned this earlier on the show, and I do. I went on with uh, Grant Danny yesterday, and my immediate thought was, well, now they got another guy in the pipeline in case Kingsbury leaves. Yeah, I think it's a great point. Yeah. So Brian Johnson, for those that didn't know, and I certainly didn't, I guess he played at University of Utah. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Is that where he played? He was quarterback. Yeah, I think he was a quarterback at Utah. Yeah, back in uh, he's thirty six years old, seven, eight, nine, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I like that, and he's been an assistant at Florida, at University of Houston, Mississippi State, um, University of Utah, and then of course, obviously in the NFL, he's been with the Eagles for a few years. Was he somewhere else before? He was with Before, the Eagles no, in the NFL. From, no, um, yeah. Well, you said Houston. I, I said Houston, University of Houston. Yeah, you said University of Houston. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think Philly was his first NFL, NFL job. job. Yeah. Right. yeah, he landed there in twenty one <clears throat> as a quarterbacks coach, and then he was the OC last year. Right. Yeah. For two years, he was a quarterbacks coach in twenty one and twenty two. I just remember Ross Tucker really. Uh, Russ Tucker. Ross Tucker. Ross. Hi, Ross yeah. hu- hyped him up. Yeah. So that's you know. Good. I mean, you got to felt the staff. And on the defensive side, look, I don't know who Jason Simmons is. They hired Jason Simmons as a defensive pass game coordinator. Mm-hmm. That's what Joe Witt's former title was. 
when he was with Dallas, I believe. Jason Simmons. He held that same role with the Raiders for the last two seasons after also being the defensive pass game coordinator in Carolina from 2020 to 2021. He started his coaching career in 2011 with the Packers, and he's primarily worked with defensive backs. Jason Simmons played at Arizona State. And um, he also played in the NFL. He was a fifth-round draft pick, played for the Steelers and the Texans before he got into coaching in 2011. I I, I mean, the bottom line is I kind of like the staff that he's assembling. Yeah. You know? Um, we'll see. You know, the We'll see down the road, uh, you know, how these guys progress throughout their careers. But I, I like the So how many of One of the critiques of, of uh, Rivera was that his staff wasn't very good. They weren't very experienced. Well, think about it. How many of those guys have been rehired? I mean, it I looks know. like, I guess, Tavita, or however you say his name, the quarterback coach here. Tavita he's Pritchard. Being, he's being retained. Yep, yeah. staying yes. here. Right? Staying I, put. He seemed to have a good relationship with the quarterbacks. They must have recommended him. I heard he interviewed well. I saw somebody speculating online. <laughs> they think that the stars are aligning for them to run it back with Hal because Pritchard worked with him. Kingsbury uh, r- runs that style of offense. Mm. I don't know. I mean, maybe they maybe they start how to as a and Brian to, Johnson bridge. also. Uh, I mean, he's going to be with Hurts and that type so of offense. He could start out right. the he's, season. He's a cheap option. Like, yeah. why wouldn't you at least keep him on the roster? That, no, they're definitely going to keep him on, his, on the roster. I mean, unless to, whoever they drafted too is just killing it in preseason and in camp, and they say, all right, he's definitely ready to, for opening. Yeah, I just day. don't know why you would rush your. Quarterback. Yeah, I don't know if you rush it. So Hal could sit there for a month or longer, and then. Ride him out. Ride him out until he's wait till he struggles up or he struggles. Then you insert the rookie. Yeah, that would work for I me. I wonder if they're going to uh, keep some of the defensive line coach, Ziganina, and then um, Ryan Kerrigan. They were the defensive line coaches. I mean, Ryan has such a history here. You would think maybe he would have a shot. I would think most of those Ron guys, though, probably gone. Yeah, gone. I agree. Gone. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one. Especially for them anybody to... that has Carolina. In Washington on the resume. Yeah, that's that's going to be a big strike against you <laughs> while you're interviewing. So apparently, Commanders fans are kind of jacked about the hirings, you know, just putting the staff together. Well, I, I saw everybody- online the only people that were kind of against the Johnson hire are like Philadelphia fans. Like they're saying, go ahead, take our trash. <laughs> right. Well, that's fine. But it gives you great insight into that. Listen, these teams know each other anyway. I don't know how much these other coaches can give them, but uh, it is. It is. I'm not saying it's bad, but it is kind of weird that they're just plucking everyone from within the division. Well, now, right? Simmons was not. You got two guys. Yeah, right? I know, but I'm just. It's just that's what it yeah. seems like. I know Chris Sims um, had the criticism about the Quinn hire, mm-hmm. and he went the other way. That I normally think of it, he thinks it's an advantage for the Cowboys that Quinn leaves for Washington in the matchups because he said they're going to know all the tendencies so that when the Cowboys prepare Mm -hmm. for the commanders, he says advantage Cowboys. I was thinking, well, could be. Who knows? Quinn knows the Cowboys. I I I think it all comes down to the roster. These guys know each other's tendencies. They watch all the film. They, you know. Yeah. Comes out of talent. 800-636-1067. Are you one of these fans that's excited about these hires as Dan Quinn fills out the staff? We knew about Kingsbury and Witt, but now you're getting these other guys like who are well-regarded. staff, right? It's not yeah. as old. So Ron far. had a bunch of curmudgeons and dinosaurs on his staff. It's a younger-ish staff. I thought we pointed no, he to some, some guys, guys on Ron's staff that were like young and like had, had high school experience. Well, he had his son. He had... Um, 
Christian Garcia, he's young. Mm-hmm. Were those they guys to, doing anything? And then Jennifer King, she's not that old, right? The, probably, the, the girl, she. I don't think is they she's had still a, around. She's can't be still around. I don't she? know. I'm just saying. I don't think they were as young as you think, or as old I, as you think. I shouldn't feel bad, but I do for the for the people that kind of tied, uh, just went down with the sinking ship, right. kind of. Of you know course, what? like you kind you kind of tethered, business, you kind of tethered your career to to a, a fossil and hey, Ron Rivera. Maybe you're, you're tethered to us. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe when they're in their next you think you're swimming with us, buddy. They they black out that little white out the part that they were here in Washington or with Ron. Just to, and somebody says, "Well, what is this gap in your in your employment?" And you just say, "I, I can't I worked re- for Ron. I can't recall. Yeah. I can't recall this. I have amnesia about where I've been the last two or three years." I'm just amazed at how big the staffs are, right? Because yeah. I mean, if you look at what is still up on Commanders.com, yeah. 15 coaches on the assistant. I mean, Bobby Engram was the wide receivers coach. I mean, why you mentioned are you Christian these are, these Garcia. Multi billion dollar operations. Special teams coach. There's an assistant special teams coach. Randy Jordan was a senior offensive assistant running backs coach. Ryan Kerrigan, assistant well, defensive line. If you line. want to win in the NFL, you can spend as much as you want on your coaching staff. Yeah, like that's, I'm that's not criticizing. Like, just it's amazing. And same thing. I have that observation in the NBA. If you ever watch. I mean, there's no reason you would watch, but if you ever watch an old NBA game, like yeah. it, that it might be flash on TV, like they're showing the eighties, it might be, you know, whatever the 76ers mm-hmm. back in the day when Dr. Jazer, yeah. they have like two coaches, three <laughs> right. coaches. Yeah. Now you got a full huddle and like five donks behind the bench. Yeah, it's a different world. I think the same thing was in the NFL. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's answer the, these calls. That's with yeah. the introduction of analytics and more research that goes into how you formulate Every your Every position roster. coach has an assistant. Right. And what right. was your file on Todd Storm cakes? Todd Storm? That I, was their tight ends coach. I can tell you what, what it is. It's exactly zero. <laughs> yes. It's less than zero. Let's go to Chris Brandywine. Chris, what's up, buddy? You're on with the chunks. Hey, guys. I, I like what they're doing with the, the uh, coaches because they're getting people that have done well and proven in position uh, as position coaches. Uh, even though the guy didn't do well as the O.C., and um, in Philly, he's uh, actually helped Jalen Hurts get to where he is. So um, he played a part in that. So uh, the most important hire is definitely going to be the offensive line coach. So I hope that they do something well. And I hope they look at uh, old Stump Mitchell, who got let go in Cleveland, to bring him back as the running backs coach. He was a big part of uh, Clinton Portis' success. Hmm. All right. All right. Good call. Who Thank was, you, Chris. Appreciate it. He said Stump Mitchell. Stump Mitchell. Can you give you him much him credit for developing Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts was better the year before, and he coached him for a year. You're talking about um, Johnson? Yeah. No, he was a quarterback's coach. Yeah, okay. 21 coach. and 22. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So he's there three years. You get some credit for and, that. And actually, the Eagles, even though I guess they're, they moved on from him, they did finish overall seventh in offense. Yeah, and that was with them going ice cold, like in the That's, last yeah. eight or nine games. And they say through the Bills game, which uh, I don't know what what part of the season that was, they were scoring twenty eight points a game. Yeah, yeah, they were rolling before they kind of kind of got banged up. Something happened, and he wasn't the same in the last. So they blamed uh, Johnson. Yeah, there there needed to be a blame guy in Philly, and Sirianni wasn't going to fall on that sword, right? So he did it to his coordinators. But it's almost like they're bargain shopping, right? They're getting a guy who's quali- basically overqualified for the position that mm-hmm. they're sticking them in. Yeah, I think it's good. I, I, I like it. I think most people 
were when they hired Quinn were like, okay, not my favorite choice, but okay. And then as if they're adding, now you're getting more and more excited for the for the staff. I think that's the general reaction. There's okay, some I mean, people the Eagles, that were hardcore and loved Quinn, but they, that was the right, minority. The Eagles last, I don't know, month and a half were atrocious as a team. Yeah, it was bad. Because they it was st- ugly. I think they were the only team in NFL history to start out 10-1 and one mm-hmm. and not but, win 12 games. Yeah, mm-hmm. this, The staff might be more impressive than Quinn himself. <clears throat> <laughs> right, right, because it seems like the staff is very overqualified for the positions they're they're being assigned to. Putting together a hell of a staff, it sure seems that way. Anyway, let's go to Rick in Charleston. Rick, what's up, bud? You're on with the junks. Hey guys, good morning to you. Hey man, uh, good morning. The, the coaching staff. I'm, I'm kind of like calling this my dream team. I'm, I'm like you and what you said about you know first getting uh, Quinn, mm-hmm. but the guys that they're assembling. I'm calling it my dream team, and it's making me more excited to see what they do in the free agency and the draft. You get all these great minds together. I'm I'm really feeling good about this uh, next season. You should. All right, thank you, buddy. Certainly, offensively, you got at least three guys that have really worked a lot with quarterbacks. Right, right? a lot of experience there. Right, with Kingsbury, Johnson, and Tavita. I don't even know how to say the guy's name. I keep saying it wrong. Tavita, Tavita, yeah, Tavita Pritchard. To be the Pritchard. Yeah. He played quarterback at Stanford. Coach Pritch. Yeah, I think maybe not a lot, but maybe a little right. bit. Yeah. Right. So anyway, that's what's going on with the commander's staff, as Dan Quir- Dan Quinn puts it together. Coming up next, it's time for our Junkies Super Parlay. Can we I, just pick one that we actually think we're going to hit? What I have if we put a, bar- a little no, bit more I have a money very in. realistic pick. I think. What if we put in 10 bucks each? I mean, actually pay Jason 10 bucks. I'm cool with that. It's fine And then we me. try to hit it. Don't just do like a seven, you know, to one. Like, let's pick something reasonable. Yeah. I had something reasonable. Drab said it can't be part of the parlay, so I'll try and find something else. Right, right. It's going to be nearly impossible to hit a seven-game parlay. Same-game parlay. I know, I know. All right. At Golfdom by Worldwide Golf, there's something that binds us all. The collective goal to transcend the ordinary. Introducing the Ping G430 Max 10K Driver. Straighter flies farther with Ping's most forgiving driver ever made, the Max 10K. So head on in today, test drive Ping's newest driver at Golfdom. Visit Golfdom in Tyson's, Rockville, or Annapolis, or shop them online, worldwidegolf.com. Get there. Welcome back on a Football Friday, driven by your local Honda dealer. When you hear this music, that means time for our Junkies weekend parlay. It is our super parlay as we talk about the big game. Our big game coverage on 106.7 The Fan presented by Solo Stove. Feel the heat of the world's most popular smokeless fire pit, solostove.com. Are there any kicking props? Of course. Well, I can't, I can't find any. Yeah, I'm sure they're in there Let's somewhere. See, rushing. Okay, kicking punt. We'll start with you. No, no, no. no. Start with me. Valdez took my, he took my uh, thing. Maybe All start right, with well, Valdez then. He took your wager. Right, we'll, we'll start with Drab. All right. Um, He's got one. I'm trying to think of something that I know nobody else is going to pick here. And I'm not going to go crazy. Plus 116, Justin Watson, two-plus receptions. That's in the same game parlay. He had two receptions against the Dolphins. Earlier this year, he had four or five reception games. Last two games have been quiet, but, I mean, who can't get two receptions in a game? (laughs) And and once he gets one, Mahomes always goes back. It feels like he goes back to him a lot. Um, so Justin Watson, Justin Watson, two receptions plus one sixteen. Right. I like it. Very reasonable. 
You're in. All right, now we're going to Mr. Bickle. You being serious? <laughs> you don't have one yet? All right, cake. He t- literally took mine. You've had like 12 minutes to I replace to go, it. No, I had to go get my stuff. All right, cakes. I am going to go with the over Isaiah Pacheco rushing prop, 67 and a half yards. He has hit that number in five of his last six outings and in all three playoff games. This Chiefs passing offense isn't what it's been in the past few years. Obviously, no Tyreek Hill. Uh, he leans too heavily on Travis Kelsey. Rasheed Rice is the only real dependable wideout, and he's a rookie. They've had to turn yeah. to the r- rushing game and that attack more often. I think Pacheco hits that number, probably gets 70, 75 yards rushing. The Niners, r- Niners rush defense has mm-hmm. had some holes yeah. over the last, I don't know, five, six weeks. But, um, yeah, I mean, now it may take we'll him, see. may take him 20 carries to get to that number. But I, I like that number. Now, this was a long time ago, but in Super Bowl 54, I guess it was, when they, they lost to the Chiefs 31-20, mm-hmm. they really held Kelsey in check. He had six catches for 64 yards. Now, he did score a touchdown, but yeah. it's not like he went crazy on targets and catches. They had Tyreek there. He had a big day, but he's not there anymore. Damian Williams is who really killed them in that Super Bowl, the the running back for the Chiefs back then. He had over 100 yards, so we'll see. Uh, all right, so you are in. He got to the number against Baltimore. But it took him 24 carries to get 68 yards, 2.8 per clip. Bickle, right. you ready? Sure. All right. Rock and roll. <laughs> I'm going to do, I'm kind of, this is tougher, mm-hmm. but I'm going to do, will either kick, kicker, because I am the kicking guru, yes, you successfully make a 55-yard field goal, okay? I can right. easily see at the end of a half or, you know, just grasping for points. Uh, indoors, I like it. Plus four hundred. Yes, plus right. four hundred. Is that in kicker props? You were yep. the one saying you wanted to make it realistic. I know that's what I just said. Yeah, but <laughs> I think it's fifty-five plus. Is these guys kick them? They're so strong-legged. It's just a matter of the coach going for it. And I, I'm just, I'm still remember uh, Andy Reid kicking, kicking five field goals earlier this year. Maybe right. six. Might I, have been six. I don't think it game. allows it. Huh? I don't think it allows it. Why? It's in a kicking punting bet. I just you can't parlay it. With Click everything. on same game parlay. I'm on kicker props and I don't even Back see it. Back to the drawing board. <laughs> <laughs> this is you know what I'm out. <laughs> I mean both of my picks. All right, I'll uh, I'll go next. I, I mean I think McCaffrey's going to score, but it's minus two thirty. You know, there's not a lot of value there. So, but I think Debo's going to be heavily involved too. He's plus one forty to score a touchdown. Um. They're gonna they're gonna get him the ball as much as possible, not as much as McCaffrey, but I think Debo is gonna score. So I'll go plus one forty. I think it's a pretty good number for Debo to score a touchdown. I think there's gonna be some points scored in this game. Um, Ooh, you you like the over? You like the over forty seven or yeah, I think a twenty seven twenty four type game. I could see that. <clears throat> so I'll put Debo anytime touchdown. Uh, JP, all right. If the Chiefs are gonna win this game. Everybody's thinking it's going to be Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. And ultimately it could be, but I think 49ers are going to try and take away as best as possible as Kelsey. You mentioned how they did it um, four or five years ago in the previous Super Bowl matchup. So who is he going to turn to? Mahomes or she Rice, who, if you look at his last five games, has been targeted a ton. I'll give you just the last three. was targeted 12 times against Miami, caught eight balls. Uh, only four times against Buffalo, caught four balls. Nine times against the Ravens, caught eight balls. I'm not going to go with the reception prop, though. I'm going to go with the touchdown prop. He had seven this season. Mm-hmm. 
He's got one in the playoffs. It's plus 130 for a Rashi Rice touchdown. All right. Cakes and Bickle are working on a number over there. <laughs> I'm trying to get him into the same game parlay. It's like it's like uh, cavemen trying to get <laughs> fire. I got a Super Bowl. Here's a Super Bowl. And then you click on more bets or more wagers. All right. So you see where it says more wagers? Mike Marr. Yeah. Click on more wages, then you'll get Sammy and Parlay. All right, fellas, I got an alternate prop. Debo Samuel over 70 receiving yards plus 144. Prior to the NFC Championship, he hadn't surpassed 70 yards since December 10th. It's a dicey play because he's only had 70 receiving yards in five games this season. In the first Super Bowl against Kansas City, he had 39 receiving yards, so he's got revenge on his mind. He's been battling injuries, so you know this extra bye week served him well. Chiefs are going to be looking to contain Christian McCaffrey, so Debo's going to get a lot of touches. We can't forget Debo Samuel is a dog, and he's going to ball out on Sunday. There you go. So we've got two Debo plays. Debo over 70 receiving yards. All receiving yards. All right. Mr. Bickle. Has anybody done <clears throat> Brock Purdy bet yet? Nope. Now you want right. alt passing yards? Nope. Alt rushing yards. 25 or more. We just saw him run his ass off. Uh, 25 or more. <laughs> Very aggressive. I got it right here. All right. Is Valdez left? Just Valdez. Uh, I'm doing, for the sake of time, I'm doing uh, Patrick Mahomes over 26 and a half rushing yards. I think yeah. he's going to wiggle around. There is a uh, plus 150 bet of... Mahomes and Purdy combined over 50 rushing yards. I kind of like that. I love that. Yeah. All right. So your quick recap here. You've got uh, Debo to score plus 140. You got Pacheco over 67 and a hook rushing, even money. Mahomes over 26 and a hook, even money. Rashid to score plus 130. Justin Watson, two catches plus 116. Brock Purdy, 25 rushing yards plus 300. Am I missing any? I think that's it. All right. Uh, $7 will pay $1,104. Seems attainable. Nice. I like it. Go towards my PRP. (laughs) (laughs) PRP can be expensive. What does the PRP stand for again? For those that don't rich rich plasma. plasma. Ah. How much are they charging you for it? Uh, Insurance doesn't cover it, but it's about $800. Ooh. I got him. Yeah, I think the guy that charged us it was about seven fifty. I think I think I'm missing the Debo on Mars. I don't know why I'm missing that. All right. Debo seventy plus yards. All right, seven dollars will pay what? Seventeen hundred? I thought you said eleven hundred. No, no, I'm, no, I'm missing, missing the Debo okay. for Se- some reason. Seventeen hundred fifty dollars. Mm. I thought I put that in for some reason. I don't know seven why into seventeen. All right, seven like, pays seventeen hundred. Two hundred and two hundred something per man? I'd take it. Two fifty. Hmm. If oh. it's seventeen fifty, wouldn't it be yeah, two fifty a man? I can't I can't do that math that quickly in my head. But two fifty you realize two fifty times four is a thousand. I do realize that. That math I can do. <laughs> what do you think two fifty times right, three so is? Seven pays seven fifty. So job. seven pays seventeen fifty seven. If we put the seventy up, which I'm not going to do mm-hmm. because I only got one fifty in my account when I'm not gonna lose half of it. It would pay seventeen five seven. Right. Mm-hmm. That'd be silly. <laughs> I'm gonna hit mine. Why don't you go big for us? No. Seventy pays seventy. If I bet, if we There's no chance you, that's gonna win. What if we each Venmo you ten bucks? No, I don't care. It's, <laughs> it doesn't. It's not gonna win. He like he wants to keep his powder dry in his account. We'll go right. seven. That pays seventeen fifty seven. All right. All right. Got to take a break. Coming up next, it is Fridays with Feinstein on the fan.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.